Alright chaps, we're back with episode 55 of Two Minutes for Chatting podcast and this one has been uh, titled by myself, I'm calling it, uh, Pre-Season Predictions. That's a wee bit of a hint to what might be uh, involved in the content, but we'll come across that bridge when we get there. Um, But two weeks, two weeks off, so two weeks worth of signings and I think Basically, everyone except one or two teams have got their teams pretty much complete. Yeah, it's, it seems that way. Um, obviously, we know how, how slow Fife have been, but um, there's a few other teams in there as well that could they could do with signing guys. I think Coventry need to sign a few forwards as well. Um, but obviously, still, still time yet, I guess, and whether they've just signed them or just sort of sitting on them or not. Uh, yeah. Which is probably the case now. I would think. I would. You would hope. You would hope. Yeah, certainly for getting guys visas and travelling stuff sorted. Uh, most teams, I think, will be starting the same weekend that Clan will be, which is well, it was two weeks, two weeks time essentially. Um, and then I think the the league action starts the week after that. Is that right? Or the Challenge Cup. Yeah, uh, uh, Challenge Cup starts the week after that. Um, and then obviously you've got the Champions Hockey League for those involved. But um, first, as ever, number 55. There are two former clan number 55s. One of them, I think, unforgettable. The other one, slightly before my time. Um, I oh, guess right. you know who at least one of them is. Well, obviously, it's a uh, former Stanley Cup winner, Rick Jackman. It absolutely is, yeah. Um, remembered for, I suppose, a number of reasons, but you can't knock a guy who's won the Stanley Cup. He was a quite a big signing at the time, I think, to come in for our Champions League season. Um, and he did all right at times, and others, I think, he struggled. Um then obviously moved moved on to Fife, but he's one of those guys that I think you'll never really forget. Yeah. I know just his uh, presence and uh, wasn't wasn't overly great for us, but um you know, he came in and, and, and did a job and I, I guess we just kinda thought he was gonna be like another level above everybody else, but um Yeah. Obviously then didn't turn out that way, but he was he was steady enough. Yeah, I mean he that was the first season where we really started to bring in big names as such for our standards anyway. Uh, right. like Chris Holt and Jackman and stuff, so um it was certainly created a bit of excitement but we didn't quite live up to it. Um and yeah, the other guy, uh, do you know who the other number fifty five is? I'm struggling with this one. Uh, uh, what what season? Uh, early doors, I think season two or three, maybe four. I think two or three though. So that would be two thousand eleven, twelve, and twelve, thirteen. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a kind of, I think just now. I'll I'll probably kick myself. Do you want to know now? Aye, right, go for it. Uh, Matt Hansen. Matt Hansen, bloody hell. Yep. I can't. Genuinely, 
Yeah, struggling to remember myself actually, but yeah. But uh, <laughs> the excuse is that I didn't really watch it that those seasons. So, is he a defenceman as well? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Um, so two number fifty fives. There we are. But this will be the best of the three fifty fives for sure. Um, and we're just going to quickly touch on the signings and extensions that have been since we last recorded. There's been a a load, so uh, we won't won't keep you too long before we get to the the main crux. But um, after that, we're going to do a wee preview of each team, a couple of minutes, um, pick out some hopefully good and bad points about each, and then we're going to look at each of the clan players in a bit more detail and how we think they're going to do this season. Give them a wee rating and stuff. So. A good episode in store, hopefully, and I'm sure a wee bit of disagreement here and there. <laughs> all, in, all in good, good nature, good natured fun. Yeah, uh, and of course, obviously, when we get to it, if anybody has got their own ratings that they could fire us through, it'd be good to see them. Because uh, it's always good to hear from people. So, um, first up, the contract extensions. Then, uh, three of them from Cardiff: Bentivoglio. Ruckus and Lodi, who's a goaltender. Back, I mean, the, the biggest of those, obviously, Bentavolio's been excellent for them over the past few seasons. Um, they signed him with Lane Ulmer, I think. They both came from Italian uh, teams. Ulmer, obviously, moving on, as we'll get to, but Bentavolio's been, been really good for them. Yeah, definitely, and even... Um, obviously with Cardiff starting a pre-season at the weekend there uh, I think he was involved in a couple of the goals um, on Saturday anyway um, that sort of two games against Fervar yeah uh, so I think you know so he's, he's already sort of uh, starting where he, where he left off really a sort of point a game guy again uh, uh, like Cardiff just seemed to stack these guys and uh, can always do a job for them Definitely, yeah, one to watch always. Um, Ruckus is signed again, I think, on a two-way deal with Swindon, so still a young guy's early 20s, I think. Um, so, decent pro- prospect there. Got a couple of goals last year for Cardiff, I think. Um, and then Lodi, I'll admit I don't really know much about him. I'm assuming it's a development-type deal again. He'll be behind Bounds and Murdy. Yeah, he's, he's on a two-way with Milton Keynes, so... Um, I don't think we'll see much of him in the Cardiff net, but one for the future. And then James Isaacs finally adding to the Fife defensive core. Um, pretty steady performer there, played for Dundee in the past and Coventry as well, I think, if I remember right. But um, they, I mean, they yep. needed to, to reveal some defensemen, otherwise, they were just playing with two. So um, he's been there for a while, so it wasn't really a big surprise but a sort of steady player but um, not anybody that you would get too excited about as a, a Fife fan Nah maybe not but you know games against Fife I always thought it looked pretty solid uh, Yeah you need players like that for sure yeah I'm not Yeah no no, I know um, obviously right, like like you say he's not going to not going to excite anybody not going to get anybody out of their seat but just you know does does little things well and uh, um, just you know just a really good 
kind of all-round stay-at-home demon. Yeah, I believe he's a Canadian roller hockey international. And that's a wee fact for you. <laughs> uh, well, I think he is anyway. Profile picture on Twitter also implies that, but um, <laughs> we move on. Um, so the signings that are in and out, uh, we actually talked, the first one, we talked about this guy a fair bit and then the day after we uh, released the podcast, a bit of news was announced. Um, Pat Dwyer retired from playing and he's moved into a coaching role, I think. Um, but, I mean, he was really excellent for Belfast, so he'll be a big loss, but they've they've gone some way to making up the numbers. Yeah, for sure. He was, again, one of their, one of their best players from last year, but um, the guys have brought in have um, they've definitely equaled, if not better, better to what they had um, from last year so far. So um, they'll be a really interesting team again. But um, obviously, in, under normal circumstances, he would have been a big loss anyway. So uh, yeah, but I, I I don't know how old he is now. Is he thirty seven or something? Yeah, something Possibly like that. Older, but... But, yeah, so um, it was one of those guys that would, that didn't really look look his age. Nah, and against uh, sixty one points from thirty eight games for Belfast last year, so um, you know, obviously still a, a top guy and can compete at this level. Uh, but you know, maybe just uh, wee injuries and stuff taking its toll on him now. Yeah. Um, elsewhere with Belfast, just trying uh, collate all the their stuff into one. Um, they have brought in Liam Morgan, who's a, a college player. Also, uh, Jean Dupuis, if I'm pronouncing that right, Bobby Farnham, Patrick Mullen, Curtis Hamilton, uh, and another guy who was kind of heavily rumoured to come to Clan at one point, I think, uh, Liam Redux. Mm. As well as Kendall McFall retiring, and uh, I think that's, I think that's it from Belfast. Yeah, stocking up there, um, certainly like Redux. I would have liked to see at the clan. It's good to see guys like that in the league now, um, top players, um, as well as some other signings. So they're they're looking really really exciting. If I was a Belfast fan, I think. Yeah, definitely, especially guys like Redux, um, who, who we've obviously seen um, when when Clare were in the, in the Champions Hockey League when Fekwa came to town. Um, but he looked, you know, a really, really good player and um, obviously he's, he's played at a really high level and played for uh, Vekwa for about seven years or something and latterly as captain as well. So he's obviously a really top player and yeah, like you say, it seems to be this year's a number of uh, bigger guys, um, sort of bigger CVs coming to the league straight away rather than uh, you know kind of going elsewhere and then and yeah. then coming to the league. But uh, it's definitely good to see that. But you know, I, I would have preferred if he was coming to Clan, obviously. But um, definitely, Belfast, Belfast have uh, um, done really well to get a hold of. Yeah, they have. No, it is just in general. I mean, there's a lot of really good players coming direct, so 
I think for sure the league's taken over a lot of other European leagues, in my opinion. The quality's really gone up again, as it always seems to do. Um, yeah. Nottingham have also uh, been quite... Bit, I mean, most teams have, apart from ourselves, who are finished and whatnot. But Nottingham uh, have lost Robert Farmer to Germany. I think that's Corey Nielsen's team he's gone to, maybe. Uh, they've signed Jens Jacobs, William Quist, um, Brett Bulmer, Jason DeSantis, uh, and also Janen Risling has moved to South Carolina Stingrays. So, again, a fair bit of movement there, but couple of guys in there as I'm sure we'll come to a bit later uh, look pretty useful and uh, yeah I mean Farmer was a, a decent decent GB player I think that's you can see the connection there if he's going to the team with Corey Nielsen um, and then I also thought Risling was a pretty good player but he did get that huge ban uh, I think for one of his hits in a game against Cardiff uh, yeah, but yeah, a couple of couple of big misses there, but um, some quite experienced players coming in their place. Yeah, the Bulmer one kind of surprised me a wee bit, although he is a sort of point a game guy, so I guess it makes sense. But just the way the way Nottingham have been signing players recently uh, came a, a wee bit of a surprise to me. But um, he's obviously a, a quality player, and I think he'll. I think he'll fit in there quite well. Um, yeah, I think uh, Robert Farmer as well. It'd been announced for a while that he was that he was leaving. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it made sense that he would team up with Corey Nielsen again. Uh, I think that's a really good move for him as well. Um, the two Swedish guys that have come in look look pretty good as well. So yeah, again, just uh, building on on what they've got, but it's a different style of player. I think that they're going for, which again I think we've said previously as well. Yep. No, they're looking looking different anyway, and that's what we'll we'll find out how that'll all sort of translate when they start playing. It's a real different look for them, I think. Um elsewhere Cardiff um have added Sean McMonagle, who's a defenseman. Um Italian defenseman or has been playing for Italy. Um, looks quite a good player. Also, Sam Jar- uh, Jardin, another defenseman from Newfoundland Growlers, and uh, they have lost Lane Omer to Manchester. That's quite a big one in the league. And also, uh, Liam uh, James Livingston has gone to Fife. So, couple in, couple out, but. As always, with Cardiff, really kind of reliable looking signings. Yeah, again, they're just kind of they have this uh, turnover every year. And obviously, guys come and go, but <clears throat> they always seem to strengthen um, with the players they bring in as well. So I think that'll be no different uh, again this year. And again, guys like Sam Jordan coming straight from the, the American League as well. Um, so he, you know, guys with decent pedigree like that. And, yeah, I think the the Lane Omer ones maybe a wee bit strange, uh, but you know I, I think he's been there for 
Right, he'd been at Cardiff for three years now. He's his kind of production was maybe tailing off uh, year on year. So I don't know. It's maybe one that they thought they could they could maybe upgrade him, but uh, yeah. Obviously, Manchester not hanging about that. No, no, good pick up. I think he'll still do well for Manchester, although it is a, a really different style in there. So, um, but definitely an experienced guy. I think. Um, a good signing for Manchester still. Um, and also, I, I realised that I forgot um, Jake Morissette, who's been Cardiff's captain for a couple of years, so that's a big loss. He was a really good team player and captain for them, for from all accounts. Um, so Joey Martin, I think, has is, is been confirmed as his replacement. So, um, I mean, we know what Martin's like as a player, I'm sure he would be a good captain there as well but um, certainly a loss in Morissette um, let's see what else we've got uh, Manchester themselves then as well as Ulmer um, also brought in John Negrin who looks like a top player I have to say Tyson Fawcett um, and Jared Olin and let's see anybody else. And obviously the the news about Lucas Lundvald who's left before the the season yeah. even started. That was a a bit of a weird one, but apparently maybe not not really getting on with Finnerty and stuff. Uh, so don't know where he'll end up. Europe somewhere maybe. Um, but a couple of decent signings, especially John Negrin. I have to say he looks. He's got a great CV, so see how he gets on. But promising. Yeah, definitely. I, I felt like they had to uh, kind of bring a better calibre in because obviously the guys that we'd seen signed before, they looked all right, but it wasn't going to yeah, yeah. do much damage in the league. But, you know, with, the, with these signings and obviously with Lane Ulmer as well, um, I think they look in better shape than than what they did uh, the last time we recorded. But, yeah, the, the Lundvald one's a bit, a bit of a strange one. Um Obviously not not sure what's what's going on there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I get a feeling though sometimes that Finnery can be difficult to go on with. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I've got absolutely no doubt there, and um, and maybe I don't know. One of them had a change of heart. Not sure. Mm. Can't pretend to know, but um, we won't be seeing him play for Manchester. That's for sure. Um, and again, don't really know much about uh, the others, but Jared Olin looks looks to be a good player. I think maybe what they were doing was leaving the leaving the quality announcements till last. So definitely, maybe. definitely adding to it, looking looking better than they did. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, Sheffield have brought in a couple as well, so we've got a. Uh, Two goaltenders, or three goaltenders actually, I think. Um, two Czech goaltenders, Thomas Duba and Pavel Kantor, and William Kerlin. So they've got gone with three three goalies there. Um, they have also, though, lost Brandon Whistle, who's moved to somewhere. Nobody knows where yet. Um, <laughs> And Ryan Martinelli has moved to Bratislava, so 
Um, what do you make of the, the two Czech goalies? I, I guess that's the, the main bit of movement there. One of them pretty old and one of them a wee bit younger, but both look look capable. Yeah, definitely. Um, both of uh, you know they've they've both played at a high level as well. So I think um, you'd maybe see a wee a wee rotation going on there. Maybe something like the way that the Guildford have been doing uh, in recent seasons, and obviously, um, so I think uh, Thomas Duba is thirty eight now. So he's you know it's. He's probably going to be looking to not have as many games, and I think by bringing the other guy in, you're sort of, you're sort of relieving some of that that pressure off of him of sort of playing every game. Um, but you know, he, he's obviously a, a top a top netminder anyway. I mean, you see that looking at his stats. Yeah. Um, four years in the the DEL and uh, spells in the the KHL and and Liga before that. Um, as well, so obviously a, a top guy, but uh, <laughs> a top so guy. He's a top guy, but it's good to see they've brought another guy in to uh, help with the with the game loads. Yeah, I think they've looked at some of the other uh, teams that have done that successfully, and and looked to sort of copy that model. I think most of the time it, it does it does work quite well, um, and then you're lighting the load on one um if he if he needs a break or whatever. So yeah. I think I think they'll be they'll be pretty good. I mean they're they're looking strong and we'll come on to that as as I said, but um I think they'll they'll be quite solid there and they'll be hoping an upgrade on uh, Jackson Whistle. Um Dundee and uh Fife so Dundee have brought in Eagles Calms. Is a Latvian uh, forward. They've also uh, signed Elgin Pierce, and uh, if they lost any of it doesn't look like Andy's moved out. So just the two guys there. Um, I always just get the impression that Latvians will be quite good. So. <laughs> I think that guy will be pretty. Uh, Callens will be pretty skillful. Just looking at him, um, maybe getting a wee bit ahead of myself coming on to Dundee's predictions. But um, Elgin Pierce as well um, has scored some good points. Looks looks a pretty good player. So I do like the look of Dundee at the moment. Yeah, I think. Do you think they sold Elgin Pierce coming to Dundee by saying there's a place called Elgin just up the road? Maybe it could it could have been the deciding factor. You never know, but this, he does look. And they've also look told they've also told we uh, Eagles <laughs> that there's a place called Cowns as well. So <laughs> um, double whammy there. But no, I, I like the look of both of them. Yeah, I definitely. Um, they add to, you know, I think. Other guys like Justin Malin as well has has come in. Looks a really good player as well. Um, and they seem to be coming together quite nicely now, Dundee. Um, a good mix of guys in there. Yep, definitely. Um, finally, last couple of teams. Five, who as we've said needed to 
to step up the announcement. Signed everybody. Um, Tim Crowder joins his brother. Um, comes from Coventry. Did did well last year. Um, James Livingston as well from Cardiff. He looks a a really good player. I think he'll improve with more ice time at Fife. And um, also Kyle Just, who was announced today. Uh, maybe not as big a pedigree, but um, a fairly a fairly reliable point scorer. Um, so I think that kind of completes their forward lineup. Uh, they've still got a netminder and a few D to announce, but um, a useful group of forwards there. I think they've they've got a wee bit bigger than last year as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, and obviously, I think you you've seen the video for uh, Kyle Just. I have. I've seen that video and I've seen all the other videos, so there's no better time to talk about it than now. Um, We're all up to date on Five Flyers videos. Yeah, some and of those... If you haven't seen them, go and watch them. Some of those videos, I'm just... I'd be disappointed if I was a Five fan at the production value in some of those. Um, Even just attention to detail on other things. Yeah, just... and the, the, the images the images and stuff of the players, it, it's quite amateur looking. I mean, they've, they've obviously got some quite good players <laughs> in there. I just don't think that the social media side of things is something that they take, take so, as seriously. But yeah, some of the, the videos, <laughs> the stuff about the loves to score, no, sorry, can score. Can score. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you could say it's just not good enough. No, it's no, it's definitely not from their point of view. Definitely not, um, <laughs> but no, it's it's a good laugh for everyone else. I think, but hopefully, it doesn't. They don't turn out to be um, laughing at us at the end of the year. Mm, no, well, that's true. Yeah, I can't see it. Nah, I mean, not who me. who cares about your social media if you if you do well in the league? Well, not quite, but. Um, also on that note we, we discussed that Chris Ward is it, has um, been relieved of his position at Clan who was the the merchandise and um, sort of did some of the, the graphic design stuff as well um, did a, a really good job I don't know about the circumstances with with why he's um, been moved on or whatever but he, he really did a good job with merchandise and the graphics and stuff I think it was a real improvement yeah, I agreed. You'd see that so year on year as well. It was getting better. Um, so, not really sure what's what's happened there or what's what's kind of going on, what's happening in the future. Uh, if indeed there's going to be a, a position there, um, you know, it's it's a difficult one. Really, it's kind of you you'd hope that maybe they would they would have somebody there to do that stuff. But if they're not, who else is doing it? And, how good is it going to be really uh, going forward so it's uh, yeah I don't know he seems like a really nice guy and stuff as well so yeah definitely um, definitely improves things so I don't know if yeah. be t- somebody will be taking over what he did as opposed to bringing someone else in but um, I liked a lot of the stuff so good luck to him in, in whatever he does yeah um, last couple then just the sort of miscellaneous uh, items. I think we've got um, Guilford signing uh, defenseman Jordan Rowley 
Canadian, um, I think was looked pretty pretty steady signing. Um, and also, have we got anything else? I'm not sure there is. Mm. Um, well, there it is. No, absolutely, there it is. I think <laughs> that is us covered everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think by next week, really, everyone will be be finished. I expect Fife and Coventry and stuff to be wrapped up, but we're still gonna we're still gonna take on this uh, team preview thing, and we'll get stuck Enjoy. right in. I, I guess into it. Um, for each team, what we've done is we've picked out who we think will be top point scorer, um, player to watch, uh, underachiever, and top penalty minute uh, scorer. I guess you'd say, and then <laughs> and then where where you celebrate, think? celebrate that five, <laughs> five knee slide, knee sliding straight into the box. Um, yeah, and then where we think they'll finish in the league. So, like, no, no better place to start than the alphabet. So, uh, Belfast are up first. Um, who's your top point scorer for Belfast? Right. Okay. So I, again, so I've not long look at these uh, rosters. You know, some of the some of the. The big, the bigger teams, it's it's probably more difficult to pick out one guy and say he's definitely going to be it. But I've I've went for Brian Ward in the end, um, which is maybe a maybe a wee bit of su- a surprise. But um, I don't know. I've just got a, just got a good feeling, a good feeling about Brian Ward this year. I think he's uh, you know coming from from the east coast and, and played in the AHL last year as well uh, especially East Coast League he's, he's averaging about a point a game uh, obviously we know American League's a step up from that um, but um, can score at that level as well so. can score yeah loves to uh, set up teammates that's <laughs> just going to be it's just going to be a new thing now I think we'll just keep going with it. just keep running with that yep um, well, I have to say, I actually had also picked out Brian Ward, um, and I had a, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of good players in there, but he sort of stood out as the guy that I thought um, would be the, the go-to guy for points. I had also a side note of Ben Lake, I mean, we know what he can do in the league, depends on the role he sort of plays with Belfast, but I think he'll be up there, but I agreed that Brian Ward is a top point scorer for Belfast there you go then <laughs> yep that might be the last time we agree but probably <laughs> not um, right one to watch who have you got right my, my one to watch for this year is Curtis Hamilton winger mm-hmm. born in somewhere Tacoma USA Drafted second round in the 2010 NHL draft by the Oilers. Yeah. He looks like a really good player, I have to say. Um, yeah, he And does. obviously we can expect that from, from Belfast signings anyway, but uh, 
yeah, 40 points last year with Gratz in the EBEL, two seasons in Liga before that, and then has played in, <laughs> in the NHL. <laughs> Just think of the video still, has played. <laughs> Can play in the NHL. Um, not, not that long ago as well, so uh, I think he will be a, a top guy. I think we will uh, rely on him both defensively and offensively. I think he can, he's a he's a good all round player. Plays with plays with grit and tenacity. Seems like Mark kind of guy, if you ask me. So I think he will be Belfast one to watch. Yeah, good shout. I like that. Can't really argue with it. Um, but I've not picked him. Um, I've gone with Jean Dupuis. Um, nice. Just like the kind of idea of a. I don't know if he is a power forward, but he comes across as that to me. Didn't play last year, um, but I mean, a couple of seasons in the AHL, I think he's going to be a, a powerful player, and I just think he'll do quite well in this league. There's not too many guys that have got that sort of size. Um, I'm imagining that he'll be a, a good skater and stuff as well, and move pretty well, so... Don't know. He he's my one to keep an eye on. Um, with that honourable mention for, uh, Jesse Forsberg. I think we've mentioned him before in the podcast. A defenseman. Um, yeah. just quite like two way defenseman. But I think he was the guy who had won quite a lot of awards and stuff at university. So, um, he's my other one. But I'm going with Jean Dupuis. Um, who is your Underachiever. Um, I feel like this one was maybe, maybe a wee bit straightforward, but it's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've gone with Kieran Long. Um, yeah. I think I, you know it's maybe a wee bit harsh considering the year he had last year, but um, I just think you know sort of before that didn't really. Set set the place on fire. He's kind of, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, up until two seasons ago, he hadn't played uh, at this level, and obviously he was he was pretty good uh, with Basingstoke. Um, scored more than a point a game there, but you know to have that sort of leap up, um, especially when you're twenty six, twenty seven at that point. Uh, I just I just wonder if it's like a one off. The season he had last year was was a one off, um, and I guess that's kind of maybe where I'm coming from. I think he'll maybe drop back down a bit. I don't think he'll be playing as many minutes as what he did with Manchester as well. So, uh, all things considered, I think he will be an underachiever this year. It's a big call, uh, but I like it. I don't really like. I don't. Yeah, the underachiever stuff. I don't really like. Singling out one guy. No, I know, but that's why we. I suppose we've done it for kind of. That's why we're doing just it. Just for a laugh, yeah. Um, It'll be shite. <laughs> I've gone with uh, Matt Pellick or Pellich. Now I, I actually almost think it's impossible for him to underachieve, which is why <laughs> I've chosen him. Um, I just think there'll be so much expect. So there's different levels of underachieving. Yeah. I think there's so much expected of this guy. 
Um, but I mean, he's he's still quite young, and he's come straight out of a, a really good level. So, um, I actually think it's almost impossible for him to underachieve. But I've gone with him for no other reason than that. Um, and also my honourable mention. I've not got honourable mentions for every team, but just some of them where I've struggled. Uh, is Shane Owen? Um, yes. Yes. Now. That's a debatable one. He's a good goalie, but I think we'll f- find out um, how good he, he really is. There's the potential for him to to struggle a bit, maybe. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to say. But he might be the guy who's been sort of hailed as one of the top goalies that Fife have really probably ever seen. Um, so will he live up to that? Don't know. Um, and so finally, penalty minutes. Who have you got there? I went for Matt Pellick. Oh, okay. Top penalty minute taker. Yeah. Just sort of looking at his past uh, few years in particular, each of the last four years, over 100 penalty minutes um, for each team he's played. So um, not, not a huge number, I guess, if you sort of look at the number of games he's played, but I just feel like it's maybe a wee bit difficult to pick uh, someone out of that lineup to say that they're definitely going to be the guy with the most penalty minutes, but he just seems the most likely to me. Um, I'm going to have to disagree there. Go for it. And it has to be Bobby Farnham. Right. This is a guy who uh, Last year got 112 penalty minutes in the AHL, but only a few years before that got 226. <laughs> and then uh, the season before that, 166. The season before that, 274. That's kind of almost fitsy levels. Um, from all the videos that I've, I mean, Pellich <laughs> I think will be, but see the videos that I've seen of this guy, it just looks like an absolute... Nutter. A nutcase. Absolutely mental. Uh, so That's good. I mean, I've picked, I've gone with him. I think this guy's going to be, I mean, he's only five feet, foot ten. So he's not, not huge, but yeah, I think, I think we've got a case of that. So he'll be <laughs> flying around. Um, so I think the penalty boxes will see a lot of Bobby Farnham. Um, good. All right, Cardiff then. Um Top point scorer. Hit me. Yeah, Charles Longley for me. Yeah, I agree. Before you even get into it, I agree with that. <laughs> it just has to be, really. Yeah, um, su- superb, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And obviously we saw that last year. Um, you know, we knew what kinda what kind of guy he was when he came in straight straight from the KHL. Um so I'm guess we're kinda hoping that these other guys that have, that have come from the KHL this year will be as good, if not better. But I can't see it. And 75 points last year from Longley says it all, really. Yeah, and even though he's 37, he's one of those guys that just sort of ageless type player scored really some cracking highlight rule goals. Um, yeah. I think it'll be hard to for the MD on that team to top him, even though they've got some good point scorers. Um, he's he's the, the top of the list, I think. 
Um, one to watch. One to watch. I've went for Mike McNamee. All right. Yeah. Six foot center. Um, Canadian. Played with Alberg last year in Denmark. Um, averaged a point a game there. Season before that, DL two. More than a point a game. Has played in the American League. Did the university trail. Has now come here. And judging by actually from the couple of games that were at the weekend there, I think he appeared to be standing out. Um, So I think, you know, all all things considered, um, I think Mike McNamee will be your one to watch. I like that. I've gone different again. Uh, I've gone for Massey, Maria Mackey. Um, just from reading some stuff about him, um, again, there's a bit of a theme of sort of power forward type thing running through this with me, but um, for somebody who played in Liga for that many seasons, um, a couple in KHL, not a out-and-out huge point scorer, but I think a guy that will be really, really effective Um and play a lot of minutes for Cardiff in different roles. Um, drafted 66 overall by Boston in 2003, so not the youngest guy, but um, I just think he'll be he'll be quality. Um, and he'll, yeah, he'll do well. So I, I went with him. Um, so as I said, a bit of a theme running through mine, but um, good to be different, I suppose. Yeah, um, definitely. Underachiever, or yeah, underachiever first. Underachiever, I've went with Joey Haddad. This will be his sixth season at Cardiff now. Um, Last year was one of his worst in terms of point production. Um, I don't know, I just feel like it's maybe getting a wee bit stale for Joey Haddad at Cardiff. and I think that will continue this year. I think you will maybe be the next name uh, to go next off-season. I think that will be an area that Cardiff will look to upgrade next year. Yeah, well, I find Cardiff really hard, to be honest. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think with a lot of these guys, it's hard to to just look at specific stats and stuff. I mean, the thing with Cardiff is that they all kind of play different roles and they just work so well together. So um, changing guys here and there is not something they sort of do lightly. Um, so I found it found it quite hard. Um, <laughs> that's why I've just picked out an absolute screaming shocker for basically everybody. And I've gone with Blair Riley. Um, again, this is a bit... It's hard to see him not doing well. But I'm going on that underachieving based on what we know he can do in this league. Um, okay. I think he was superb last year with Belfast. Um and I just don't see him repeating that form of Cardiff. I don't think he's going to have a bad season. 
But I think based on what he can do in this league, I just don't think he's going to repeat it. Um, as I said, it's different levels of overachieving, so it's or underachieving. Um, and I almost feel quite bad picking him, but out of that list, I just thought he was made such a, a deal of signing one of the best players in the league, definitely. Um, can he yeah. do it again? Maybe not quite, but a sort of fake underachiever, but I've gone with him because I'm putting cat amongst pigeons here. Uh, and finally, top penalty minutes. Again, difficult. Cardiff, not really one person that sticks out for me is a guy that's going to take loads of penalty minutes. Um, so, for me, I mean, you could have said, if we'd done this exercise maybe like five years ago, I would have said Matthew Myers, no question. But now, I'm, I'm going to go with Mark Louis. I've got the same, actually. Just your kind of stay-at-home guy. Took over 100 penalty minutes last year, which is probably working against him uh, yeah. this time round. Yeah, and I think actually there's there's a lot less fighting still again. Um, he's, he's sort of changed his game a bit. He's definitely one of the sort of tougher guys, I think, but in, different, in a different way. Um, yeah. I think he's fought with most most people in the league but he's um, a really good player as well but yeah I think he was the only one that I could probably pick so that's what I've gone with there um, Coventry yes. tricky in a number of categories <laughs> but let's go first top points Point, top point scorer so far I have to say probably Evan Bloodoff agreed again and obviously it's a limited yeah. set of possibilities, isn't it? So, um, Yeah, they've only signed nine forwards in yeah. Coventry, so, um, and I think, you know, the other pro- probably three guys that will come in will be your, your top-line guys, yeah. I would hope. Yeah, I would think so as well, but we just couldn't, you can't no. make up an, uh, an invisible name, really, but based on league experience I think and just what they've got so far he's he stood out and you're probably thinking the same indeed um, one to watch uh, one to watch I've went for Jamie Phillips netminder yep. six foot one uh, seventh round draft pick in 2012 Hasn't played in the NHL, although has played a good number of games in the AHL and East Coast League and overall looks to be a top goalie um, from those from those stats, you would have to say. Although it's difficult though because the past three seasons he's had six teams um, or he's, he's been sort of moved about between six teams so it's difficult to get a, a grasp of a full season uh, at one at one team and see what he can do there but um, last season 30 games for Florida Everblades um, averaging over 0.9 save percentage uh, Reading Royals 12 games 0.92 save percentage so 
you know, that's always the end for, for netminders is, is over 0.9 and, and he's, he's done that, um, you know, mo- most of the teams that he's been at, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you've basically covered that. I, I went with Phillips as well. Um, All right, good. I, I on. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> the first goaltender that we've, we've picked in the one to watch, so does look good, but... Um, yeah, I think maybe out of the, the forwards to come, it, it might be one of those if, we, if we'd done it a bit later, but he looks pretty good. Um, underachiever? Right, I've kind of cheated a wee bit here. Um, I've just said Paul Camp Brothers. Right. I just feel like when you sign brothers <laughs> in this league, they tend to be shy. Mm. Um. Obvious example, the Whistle Brothers last year didn't really, uh, you know, didn't really take to the fans that well. Uh, I think they were they were bad necessarily, but I just feel like they come as a package. So you sort of, you sort of look at them as a package as well and say, you know, is it is it really worth having two guys from the same family in your team? Sheffield had the. The Rupert brothers as well. Of course. Uh, the season before last, I think that was, and they really didn't do well, um, but had done well previously, so maybe it is just yeah. this league and the curse of the brothers, but um, that's, yeah, a good shout. I'd gone with um, Andrew Johnson. Um, yep. some, some pretty good CV experience, um, and sort of point a game player in his last three years in France um, so I, I think they'll maybe come in with the expectation that he could put up a few points but I'm not feeling it with the wee man um, so it was not actually a wee six foot one but uh, he's he's the guy I picked um, and then top penalty minutes I've gone with David Brawl. I've, uh, I've, I've also gone with David Brawl. I think just because he's the only guy that really takes any penalty minutes of, of note there uh, yeah. in, in his history, so he was the, the obvious choice, I think. And he's, his sheer size as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's getting targeted by officials for sure. He'll, yeah. be, he'll be Dops. It'll be Dobson soon. That's it. A Dobbs favourite. Right, moving on to Dundee then. Uh, top point scorer in Dundee. You, you can have you can have the next few. No, I've okay. went first. Okay. I've went first. With Dundee, I've gone with Justin Malin. Closely followed by Matt Marquardt and uh, Elgin Pierce, but I just think Malin looks looks a really good player. Um, I think he's going to score points here, so uh, I've gone with him. Um, actually, just looking at Pierce as well as I say that, but nah, Malin, I've got that feeling. I'm going going with first instinct, so Malin for me. Yeah, agreed. I've went Malin as well. Uh, only twenty eight as well, so still in his. The prime of his career, uh, and what better way to do it than at Dundee? 
the winter war <laughs> I mean I didn't even really deserve a response did it <laughs> the winter watch I've gone with um, the aforementioned Eagles Calms but also um, Anthony Beauregard and I'm thinking in the mould of um, Vinny Scarcella when I see Anthony Beauregard um, he almost sort of looks like him. But I'm just picturing this wee five foot seven skillful guy, um, yep. who maybe fairly young has maybe not been picked up by one of the top teams, but might be a bit of a belter. Um, couple of quite but good years at university as well. As well. Um, one year in East Coast, uh, but for me, yeah, I think I think he's going to be a, a good one there. Yeah, a wee bit like Matthew Siska as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Obviously, those two, two great ones. But I've went, uh, I've went more homegrown, and I'm going with Jordan County. Like that. That's my one to watch. Um, I feel like he is improving year on year since he's left Clan, um, and I think he's just going to continue to grow. Although the players are getting better in the league, I think he is also getting better. Um, and, you know, so last year's Young Player of the Year. So I think he can step it up again again um, if he screws it up. So uh, he is my one to watch for Dundee. Yeah, he's, he has been doing really well. So see if, see if he can continue that. Um your uh, underachiever, well, mine actually. Your underachiever, right? Mine. I've gone with Alex Leclerc, who's a goaltender. Um, I think I've done that purely because I think he looks looks as though he could be a good one. I mean, NCAA is a good level, and yeah. he's he's got some good stats there. Um, but I'm just picking this purely for first real full professional season overseas um, might struggle a wee bit with the pace and stuff uh, and just the environment um, and although I think I'm expecting them, they'll probably be expecting them to, to do well I think they've often done quite well with pretty experienced goaltenders so it's a bit of a risk there I suppose this is more of a risk than an underachievement but uh, I had to pick somebody, so I'm, I'm going with him. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I've went with uh, your boy Craig Gans <laughs> as my underachiever. Um, signed from Dunkirk, the second French league. Um, before that, played fourth tier of uh, Swedish hockey, which isn't obviously a bad level, but I just feel like this is going to be another step up again and I think he will maybe get found out a wee bit. He's quite big, six foot four, ninety three kilos, so he's a big guy. I'm assuming might be a wee bit slow. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, you can only judge on, on what I see. So from, from what I've seen I think he's gonna underachieve at at Dundee. Right. Um yeah, I mean, you, you don't know. They don't. It's not a typical Dundee style signing, I wouldn't say. 
no. somebody of that real size. So, interesting one. Uh, in your penalty minutes, then, I've gone with uh, Elgin Pierce. Looks to be a wee nippy sweetie. <laughs> interesting. I went with Mark Marquardt. Yeah, I mean, he might be up there. Um, I think it's maybe a toss up between the two of them, to be honest, because again, Dundee not notorious for penalty minutes. Uh, no. So again, it just it could come down to uh, a few minutes here or there, and I don't think there's anybody that sticks out um, as a huge penalty taker. So I've worked with Marco, but could easily be anybody. Right, moving on to five then. Um, what I think I'll do is I'll just go through the four that I've done. Yeah. Uh, just since I know that time's sort of running on and we've got the more important things to, to come into. Um, yeah, go for it, yeah. But so my, my top point scorer, I've gone with uh, a toss-up between the Crowder brothers. My yep. one to watch, I've gone with James... Le- well, the Crowder brothers just because... Um, I mean, they've, they've both been pretty good in the league, I think. Um, the, only, the only brother except, exception in the league. I think so, yeah. Uh, one to watch is James Livingston, because I yeah. think he's a quality player and he'll be playing a lot more in Fife, potentially even top line, certainly top two, and he wasn't that in Cardiff, so he'll do well. Uh, underachiever, I've gone with Chase Shaver, um, just because I... I think I quite like him as a player, um, but he struggled with injuries and stuff and never quite, I think, lived up to how good he can potentially be. So I'm backing that to continue. And then I've gone with Danik Gauthier for my penalty minutes. Um, they've got a few bigger forwards this year, but um, he'll be taking over from Boomer as the sort of niggling big forward guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've agreed with you on a, on a couple of these. So I've, I've went uh, Tim Crowder for Fife's top goal scorer. Um, again, just uh, scored more than than his brother did last year. But um, you know, I think that they're, they're going to be pretty equal. Um, one to watch. I've went with Michael Gutwald. I want to see. <laughs> Fair enough. I want to see what what Gutwald's like, um, playing in a playing in a different environment, um, because obviously last year wasn't his best year. The year before that, he stood out in a terrible team. So, um, it's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. I just don't really know. <laughs> I just I actually still haven't made my mind up whether he's a good player or not. And I think yeah. that's maybe what I'm getting at there. Um, yeah, I think I think that is that is interesting. A, a lot of people may be the same. Um, um, he seems such a nice guy, but nobody really knows what he's quite like as a player. Yeah. Even though we've watched him for two seasons. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But one of them was he played a lot of time as a forward and stuff, so... Uh-huh, um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, underachiever, I went, I went James Livingston. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think he will play more minutes uh, in Fife, but I think that could be detrimental to his season. Um, 
don't know, just get a feeling that top penalty minutes Danny Cote as well I've been with him like that's yeah a stick one yeah now that Boomer's away I think um, right Guildford I'll just take this one and then you can take the last few um, top point scorer I've gone with this is obviously the alternate Guildford Flames fan podcast uh, I've gone <laughs> I've gone with Cruz Reddick just because um, he, I think he was probably their top point scorer last year and he's been very similar to what he scored the, the year before that. So um, I'm expecting more from him. One to watch, I've gone Cali Akerid, just because you should always watch him. <laughs> um, but now, nah, I mean, can he do it again for a third year? Yes. Uh, probably. But I think yeah, definitely. If if somebody was going to watch them, I would I would tell them to, to keep their eye on him. Underachiever, we've gone mega controversial here. I'm going with John Dunbar. And I'm going with Dunbar because I think this is the season when it doesn't quite click for him. I think he exploded onto the scene in that first year. Uh, last year in more games he sort of saw a, a fair drop off in his points and I think this year he'll still be sort of targeted by opposition teams and uh, yeah. he'll, he'll still do well I think but I'm talking about underachieving from this 2017-18 uh, John Dunbar that we know and many people love so I've gone with him but I still, still like him as a player, obviously. Uh, and penalty minutes is a fairly, fairly simple affair. Corbin Baldwin. Okay. Um, again, I've, <laughs> I've agreed with uh, two of them. And they're the same ones as Fife. I've went Cruz Reddick as my top scorer. Corbin Baldwin as my top penalty taker. My one to watch is Ben Davies. Um, I just love wee Benny, so... <laughs> yeah, what a guy. It's just, I just think he's really good to watch um, when he's on his game, so... Uh, he's my one to watch. Good Brit guy as well, so... I always like looking out for the Brits. Underachiever, I've went with Eric Lindhagen. Um, I, I guess I've, I've never really been impressed with him any time I've seen him. Right. Um, I just I'm not sure how he fits in there, uh, and in that setup. So I'm saying he's going to underachieve this year. But that's yeah, yeah, it is a wee bit different from the rest of them. Yeah, but I mean they I had a lot of success last year, so that's true. Yeah, it was kind of hard. One of those teams that's quite hard to pick one. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, Lintagen, I can see what you mean. Um, he's got the potential to be that guy. Um, right, Manchester, you got first this time. Right, Manchester for me, top goal scorer, or top point scorer, sorry, Jared Dolan. Um, just looking at what, you know, it's a recent signing that they've made. He looks to be a really top, top player. Um point a game kind of guy I would think 37 though so he's maybe 
you know, sort of coming to the end of his career, but we've seen guys do it. Um, they've come to the to this league from from big leagues as well, and they've hit the ground running. So, yeah, uh, I think he will be their top point scorer. One to watch have went Adam Huseman, mm-hmm. um, perennial East Coast uh, player. <laughs> few seasons back he was scoring again about a point a game there before uh, coming over to, to Europe and he's done it here as well so he's played in Italy and uh, EBL and, and French leagues as well and, um, you know can can score a, a point a game <laughs> <laughs> oh, does look a good player actually I, I agree with you there uh, you know puts up decent numbers uh, year on year so I think he will be another guy to watch um, looks to be kind of speedy as well uh, winger so he'll be one to watch underachiever I've went with Lane Elmer um, just because of you know where he's been and, and how well he's played since since he's came into the league uh, I can't see that being replicated at Manchester um, you know the talent's not the same there is as 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 in Cardiff, so I think that could be to his detriment. And top penalty minutes, Matthew Gagnon. Self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, quite similar. I've gone with Allen as my top points. I think that there looks like they've completed their forward lineup. Uh, only maybe really one more defenseman left to sign, but he looks very good. One to watch. I also had. Well, I had Jared Allen actually again, but also John Negron, just yep. because the places he's played before, um, I'm expecting him to, to be very good. Probably their standout defenseman there, looking at that. Um, underachiever, uh, I've gone with Ned Lukasiewicz. Yep. Just because I know, obviously we've seen at times at Fife what he can do, but he's sort of underachieved for the last good number of years. So there's not necessarily any signs that that's going to change. But also, can't forget Matt Jin, because <laughs> how can the, the best goalie in the league... Um, how can he possibly underachieve? How can he possibly not underachieve? Um, oh, exactly. And then penalty minutes, yeah, Gagnon, but also Dallas Earhart. Yeah, loves, loves a wee century of penalty minutes. Uh, at least he's normally quite good for close to that, so um, they'll share them about. Um, but as we know, I mean, Manchester are quite a, a high penalty minute scorer anyway, so those two have been the, the leaders there. Um, last two teams in Nottingham first. Uh, Nottingham again not really any forwards that strike me as uh, going to run away sort of top top point scorer so I've went with Brett Ulmer for the time being um, don't really know how I feel about that it could change but I've went with him anyway point a, point a game guy at, at five so I think um, I think he'll carry that on in Nottingham, want to watch Jason DeSantis. 
defenseman, thirty-three American. Uh, could have been could have been either him or, or Brian Connolly, to be honest. I think uh, both of those guys put up a hell of a lot of points for uh, for Demon. So um, either one of those really. But I went with DeSantis. Underachiever, I went with Kevin Carr, netminder. Um, Twenty-nine-year-old, six foot one. Um, but you know, so past few years, East Coast League just averaging about point nine save percentage. Um, overall, so I, I don't know. It could go either way, really. With Carr, it could be really good, or it could. You could maybe underachieve a wee bit. I think that's what I'm, I'm going to go for there. Uh, and Guillaume Lapine, top penalty minutes taker for me. Uh, again, difficult to sort of pick, pick one out uh, for Nottingham, but he just pips it for me. Yeah, interesting what you say about Kevin Carr there. Um, he is obviously a good goalie, but there's, there's so many good goalies signed now. Yeah. It's hard to be able to they say that he, he's gonna yeah he's gonna stand out. So a lot of guys seem to have the same sort of stats as him. So um, you know he's not like far and away above all the other goalies. So we'll see. Um, I've gone with Brett Bulmer as well for top points. Um, I just thought at five he was the one guy that that I was always kind of worrying that he'll be able to to do something out of nothing when we played against him. Um, so him for me uh, one to watch I've gone with Brian Connolly as you said you, you mentioned him but I just think he looks very very good uh, like that style of player um, underachiever I've gone John Rowe and that's because played last year having come in with a good reputation and didn't really do that well um, I think they'd want a bit more out of him but um, I've just gone with him I don't really know enough about the rest of them so he stood out to me I think he, he's got potential to be a, a better player than he's shown uh, and then penalty minutes I've gone with Lapine as well and possibly Bulmer probably yeah, Lapine um, alright so finally then Sheffield to round us off one of the one of the league's better teams, um, you would have to say. Um, so again, difficult to pick out some of these, but for me, top your top point scorer has got to be Martin Sampier. And if it's not Martin Sampier, then I'll leave the podcast. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Noted. Episode fifty-five. <laughs> no, I joke. No one, but uh, unless that's the consensus, but. I went with him. I just think you know his his CV has just been excellent, um, and coming to a league like this, I think it'll be a, a scoosh for him. So I've went with him. One to watch. I've said Michael Davis, um, American right wing slash centre. Again, it's a smaller guy, five foot eight, um, but you know racks up the points and has done throughout his career. Um, at a high level as well so I think you know for for me he'll be uh, possibly in the mould of uh, 
your Brendan Connollys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's maybe what I was I was getting at there. Underachiever. Mm. <laughs> let's uh, let's go with uh, the uh, the Russian boy, Nikolai Lemtugov. That's the one. Um, I practiced that one. Yeah, I probably should have done as well, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think maybe you know, so coming coming from Russia is maybe a. Uh, might take him a wee bit of time to to get adjusted. I think he's played pretty much all his career there, apart from one or two seasons. Um, but I guess you could you could say in the AHL when he played, he he, he did pretty well. Um, but I just I don't know. I just get a feeling that maybe he will underachieve given that he's. He's played in the KHL from for most of his career, and it's maybe just uh, difficult again to sort of come over and, and and play in a league which is predominantly uh, Canadian and, and English players, I guess. Yeah. And finally, top penalty minutes. I went with Valorant, but again, it's it's kind of difficult to pick there as well. But equally, you could have Brendan Connolly there. Yes, yeah. As we know. I, um, I've i gone with Valorant as top point scorer. Oof, right. <laughs> I've gone with <laughs> Saint-Pierre as my one to watch. Yeah. Uh, as well as, I also picked out Aaron Brocklehurst. Um, yeah. Guys got some good experience put up points as a D-man played in really good leagues so um, like the look at him um, underachiever I've gone with Aaron Johnson and that's because I think he wasn't as good as he should have been even last year um, I think he's an assistant captain again this year but I mean he's played at the highest level for years yeah uh, so I, I think he should be they should have been looking at him as being one of the, the top defencemen even in the league with that that kind of experience age aside. Um for me he's not there, so I'm gonna back him to continue there. Uh also uh, uh, Connolly with a honourable mention as one to watch just because of what he did for us last year, I want to see how he gets on there. But he tops my, my penalty minutes, Connolly. Yeah. Um, I can't really see past him, so uh, he features quite heavily for Sheffield there. But some good, some good, uh, good names there. I think it just leaves us to to cover the league table prediction then before we move on to some clan focus. Um, yeah. You go with your your league final league standing prediction then, <laughs> and we'll see how different it is to mine. Right. Okay. So I've went I've went with Cardiff to win the league, I think. Um they've improved again. There've been a lot of turnover at Belfast, so I think that's gonna to work to their disadvantage overall. I think Cardiff will uh, take the league title back off Belfast. But then I think Belfast finishing second. I just feel like it's gonna be 
it's going to be tight again, but I just feel like Cardiff are going to come out on top. I've got Sheffield finishing third. I think they look really strong. I've got us finishing fourth, which is maybe... Oh, I like that. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, maybe I'm thinking too highly of our roster, but I just feel like... Ah, you've got to be ambitious. Well, exactly. Um... I'm saying plan. that I'm saying this before you hear my prediction by the way, so Yeah, okay. So Clan fourth, Nottingham fifth, Guildford sixth, Fife seventh, Dundee eighth, Manchester ninth, <laughs> Coventry tenth. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's um... <laughs> It's not, not too far off mine, let's be honest. Um, I've gone Cardiff, Belfast, Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Nottingham, just to finish ahead of us. Although I think we could be close, but I think, nah, Nottingham, I just get a feeling they'll be pretty good with the, the new coaching and stuff, the, the change of, of sort of style that they've gone with. But I think we'll, we'll give them a good fight for that. Um, Guildford will then be six. Mm-hmm. I've got two-way arrows here between Fife and Manchester. Now, Fife I've written beside this defenseman and goaltender because Fife yeah. haven't announced their goaltender and they've got, I think I would say, their two top defensemen to announce. The goaltender has been rumoured as a guy called Adam Morrison. I don't know if you saw those rumours. Uh, I haven't, but I will. He's uh, just well worth entertaining the rumours. Um, he is from South Carolina Stingrays, 28, foot 3 drafted by Philadelphia Flyers, number 81 overall. Um, and he looks looks to be a top prospect, I would say, goaltending wise. So if they if they get him and two top quality defensemen, I think they'll do all right. And I'm putting them. I'm assuming they will. So I'm putting them in seventh. And I've actually also got the same three as you. I've got Dundee finishing ahead of Manchester and Coventry. Just because I think this is Dundee's time to to go up there. Coventry might go further up once we see who else they sign, but I can't really, I can't yeah. put them higher than that just now. And as I've said with Manchester, just really don't know. But for me, there's something missing there. I don't know what it is. Uh, so I've got Dundee, Manchester and Coventry as my bottom three so my optimistic table I'd have us finishing fourth but realistically we're fifth behind Nottingham and just pipping Guildford but we know, I mean Guildford have been excellent really for the past two years especially last year and it's whether they'll, they'll be as consistent or will they have sort of been found out a wee bit Hard to say, but hopefully we can we can finish ahead of them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, pretty similar with one or two changes there. 
And just because a couple of teams aren't quite done, it's hard to, to place them. But yeah, optimistic, yeah. hopeful for us. Definitely. Um, just here's hoping we can we can finish that. Aye? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. I think we've said that when you look at the strength of the league, it would be superb to. If we broke that top four, I'd be amazed. But I'd be very pleased, I think, to get top five. Yeah, definitely. So, um, that's, that's where it is. The finale, then, is on to the clan ratings that everyone's been waiting for. Pre-season predictions. Um, we've gone for a, a rating out of ten for each player. Uh, and also picking out a player of the year a top D man a top forward is that right? Uh, yep I think basically so um, what do you want to do do you want to start with the goaltenders? yeah let's let's go for it um, I'll go first with this then uh, I've got Colleen as an 8 out of 10 um, we might differ on this one obviously but I, I think he's a good success we've seen in this league. I think he'll be relied on, as we always sort of seem to do with our goalies. But I just, I've just got a good feeling that he's a, he's going to be a good fit, and he's a he's a decent goaltender. I think he's an upgrade on Rumpel. I think he's an upgrade on Zaykowski, and I think he's an upgrade on Ryan Nye. I think he's going to have a good season, that's what I'm saying. Uh, jo- Jordan McLaughlin, I've gone with a, a 6 out of 10, just because I think he won't be seen too often, but I think he'll be pretty solid when we do. Um, I don't want to see him too often in terms of it will mean we're probably struggling because we've not gone with a, a proper tandem, but um, yeah, pretty solid. I liked what I saw most of the time of him. Um, so we'll go with 6 out of 10 for him and Gary Russell I've not really given him a rating because I don't think we'll we'll really see him enough at all so um, 8 for Colleen and 6 for McLaughlin yeah seems seems fair enough I, I went with uh, I've, well, I've given both of them a 7 uh, a 10 so slight slight difference there Um <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> I didn't know if you were laughing there, but it was just No, I wasn't I wasn't actually. Alright, okay. No, it just sounded like you like you were for some reason. But um I, I I don't know. I just feel like I need to see I need to see it from killing. Um I know, needs to, I know needs you're based you're basing your prospects on this game where they had a shocker. <laughs> yeah. He needs well, to he needs to win you over from that. Well he does and uh what better way to do that than Go out there and, and, and silence the critics, so to speak. So, Indeed, yeah. Um, I've given him a seven for now. I just see how that how that pans out. McLaughlin, I've given him a seven as well. I think he will be pretty steady backup if required. And again, Gary Russell, don't really know, but I've just given him a wee seven as well. Yeah. See, even if Colleen's terrible in the first couple of preseason games, I'm just going to tell you that he was brilliant. <laughs> um, that's fine. Yeah, I'll um, just take. I'll take the tour to get the. Yeah, to get the real views. Get the real go down. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit biased. Um, 
Right, D. Uh, you want to go first to this? Okay. Um, I'll just I'll rattle through this the six of them. Yeah, sure. And then we can can dissect it uh, after you've given yours. So I've gone a seven for Earhart, a nine for Haywood, a seven for Craig Moore, nine for Matt Pufal. Six for London Springer and an eight for Matt Stanish. Okay, I've gone seven for Earhart, eight for Haywood. <laughs> this probably sounds funny listening to it. Uh, sorry, seven for Earhart, eight for Haywood. We're actually predicting the future here when you think about it. So this is this is what people come to listen to. Uh, I've gone six for Moore. I've gone seven for Pufal. Six for Springer and eight for Stanish. Right. So, so I mean, the, 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 the main differences there were, I think Pufal was probably the biggest difference. Um, yeah, I think yeah. there's potential there, but I can't. There's not. There's not enough evidence to base a top season on for me. Although I, I think he probably will be good. But yeah, no, I, I don't I, know if there's enough there for me to say, yep, he's going to be be the guy. I mean, I, I've gone with Haywood and Stanish as the two eights. I couldn't quite have Energy as a nine because I don't think we've had a, a nine-worthy defence for a, a wee while. Um, Haywood being my top D-man, I think, this year. Stanish being the other top guy sort of consistent Springer as we've said need to be convinced about him potential to be solid Moore solid not spectacular I think hopefully an upgrade on Sully and Earhart I think he'll improve defensively and maybe score a, a couple more goals yeah o- overall then pretty, pretty similar I think uh, obviously I, I've seen that <laughs> I've seen that two-minute highlight video of Pufal, so he's going to be... <laughs> he's going to be the best defender in the league. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I just... I don't know. I just got a good feeling about... about uh, Jordan Haywood and, and Mark Pufal for the for the season coming up. We know um, how well Stanish can play, and I think I gave him an eight for his season last year. I think he will continue um, along the same path there. Um, Earhart similarly as well if he cuts the mistakes out um, yeah, I think he, I think he can be a really good uh, defenceman as well so um, we'll see it's a 7 for now but with the potential to go up and then I've got uh, Craig Moore was the only other one that was a slight, a slight difference I think he will be an upgrade on Sully um, I have to say so I for me, if 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 that is the case, then it has to be at least a seven. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that logic. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard. I'm trying not to contradict what I'd said about when when we signed these guys and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, I know people going back twelve episodes. Yeah, too. exactly. Uh, you didn't say that. You said it'd be brilliant. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm quite happy with the way the defense looks. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm not not 
not negative or anything about it, but just a couple of because you've not seen them, I'm yet to be convinced. Um, I think Springer and Moore will be more solid than spectacular type thing. So, but we do need that. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they're all tens. You know, obviously. Uh, right. So, would did you say there that you think Haywood will be your sort of defenseman of the year then? Yeah, I've got I've got him. Yeah, Mark to Smith. Um, yeah. defenseman of the year yeah I think hard to, to disagree um, right forwards on you go take it away <sighs> right I've also by the way I've also given a mark to Fitzy oh yeah right okay which is maybe something to think oh, about interesting. but we'll do that after the forwards right um, so just in order of how they've got them Mm-hmm. Or, or elite prospects so I've got yeah I did Matt, the same yeah Matt Becker an 8 I've got a 9 for Rasmus Bierum woo yeah. <laughs> uh, an 8 for Matt Haywood 7 for Matt Cowlett a 9 for Nolan Laporte an 8 for Mikkel Liedhammer a 5 for Jack Musel a six for Peacock, an eight for Scott Pitt, and then it's got to be a ten, really, for Chad Rowe. <laughs> uh, a nine for Matthew War, nine for Tansky. Well, Thoughts? well, 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 well. Right, well, I'll tell you what I've got. Yep. I've got a seven for Becca. I think the theme is that you're more optimistic. <laughs> I've got a seven for Becker, an eight for Bierum, seven for Haywood, six for Howlett, eight for Laporte, six for Lidhammer, five for Musel, six for Peacock, seven for Pitt, nine for Rowe, eight for Wah, and seven for Tansky. Jesus Christ. No. We're <laughs> having a shiter. Um, when you look at that, it's maybe not a fourth place team, let's be honest. <laughs> no, so I'm kind of contradicting, but I didn't really take into account where I thought we'd finish, which I probably should have done, but... Nah. Anyway, so Becca... Yeah. I really like Becca. And I think he's going to guarantee you goals and, and assists. Um, is he going to be as good as he was last year and the year before? Maybe not, but hard to say. I think an eight is is an excellent season. So I would, I would kind of classify six and seven to be good, eight and above to be excellent. Would you say that's Right, okay. I would, I would say five and six average, seven and eight good, nine and ten excellent. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. The thing is, I've not given anybody a ten because to me, a ten is just perfect season and I can't see any of the forwards having a perfect season. Sweet to see Chad Rowman. Well, I've given him a nine. He's my forward, he's my Top forward, he's my top everything. 
but I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> give him a 10 because I just don't know. You never know. Nine's a really That's good win. I think he's obviously on paper far and away our best player. But we've also had guys come in who should have been far and away our best player and they haven't been. Uh, no, no. So, I mean, a, a good feeling, obviously. Matu, I like to think if if you were getting the Sheffield Prime, then the Sheffield Prime cut, then you could be getting a, a 10 out of 10. But you've got question marks over fitness and, you know, will he, will he be able to reproduce that? Tansky, a 7. Really like him. One of my favourite players, but I can't see him being more than just very solid and dependable and putting in the odd point. He might be my, my captain, but I'm not giving him a superb season type rating. Uh, Pitt, 7 seems quite harsh now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, given that he's probably still going to be my favourite player, but having the, the child and stuff now, uh, wee bit older. It's hard to say anything bad about him, really. Um, no, I think no, no. I think to give him an eight, an an eight season for Pitt would be better than last year. I think, and I think he'll be as good as last year. So I've gone seven. Uh, I can't actually remember what I've rated him. So again, anything that's come back here will be slagging me for. And consistency. Actually, let's go back. Live on air, let's go back. What did I give Scott Pitt here? Uh, right, well, I'll tell you why. You can yeah. f- you can fill everybody else in as to why. I'll tell you why you'll be an eight. Because I felt... I gave Pitt a six. Interesting. No, you didn't. I did. For last, last year? year? Yeah. Right, well... Interesting, I- I must, I, I I must just why. hate, just hate the sport. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can get, I can get why you, you would have given him a six. I think he did have a down year, um, but the Scott Pitt that I know doesn't tend to have down years, so I can only, <laughs> I can only see him getting better. Nah, he doesn't really, does he? Yeah, I gave Beck last year a blip. Yeah, true. I gave Beck a seven. So I think he'll be as good as last year, so I'm consistent there. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to go and compare all my ratings, but I just wanted to see. So yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely the optimistic rating, which is good. A good compliment to my negative fifth-placed struggling season finish. Uh, what about your thoughts on some of the Brits then so Peacock for me I, I went with a 6 because I get no evidence that he's going to be better than just decent he was good at times but I, I always want more from Peacock and so I, I can't see him being any better or really worse than a, a 6 he would I've given him a 7 I think last year was probably one of his best seasons this one might be even better, you know, with the testimonial and stuff. A lot to look forward to. But if I give Haywood an 8, then I'm saying he's going to have as good a year as Matuwa 
Nolan Laporte and Bierum, and I don't think he is, but maybe in a different way, different context. Uh, Howlett, six is a bit harsh, probably should be a seven. Musil, five. I, I mean, he's probably our worst player, but in a not so negative way, if you know what I mean. No. <laughs> No, no, it's yeah. The Brits are kinda of difficult to to some mark. Um I agree with what you said on Peacock, that's why I gave him a six as well, I think. Um you know, just sort of given what we saw of him when he was at Belfast and how well he played there and he, he did do it at times last year, like you said as well, but it's just finding that consistency and I think he you know, possibly due to injuries. Uh, I think he was out for a wee bit last year as well. So, you know, that's maybe that's maybe playing playing on him a wee bit as well. So, um, if he gets a full healthy season, he could be better. But um, yeah, I guess we're just still waiting to see that. Muzo five as well. Um, just didn't really see a lot of him overall and. When he was on the ice, just didn't, you know, didn't really do enough for me to say that he should be out there more. Um, Howlett, I've went seven, you've went six with Howlett. Uh, I think, again, a lot a lot of potential there. Um, but he was one of the guys that I thought I would like to see more of him uh, out on the ice. Yeah. Um, and then he would... I've given, yeah, I don't know. I've given him an eight and I'm maybe thinking that's maybe a wee bit generous now, but uh, just, you know, given the year he had last year and, uh, as you say, testimonial year and all that as well, so I think he'll be he'll be up in his game again this year. Yeah, Bierum as well, I think we both are looking forward to seeing him. I think we, one of our few, few correct predictions from last year was that he'd be I went to watch, and he was. I think he'll be even better this year with a year more of experience. Lidhammer, I think's a good signing. I've said six. I don't want to contradict myself, but I'm just thinking he's going to be solid, nothing too much spectacular, some secondary scoring. But maybe six is, is not quite fair for that, so potentially a seven, but I just mean it in terms of not... I'm not buzzing about this season, but I think he'll be he'll be absolutely fine. He'll be be pretty good. Um, what yeah, did you think? I guess. Sorry, I guess I guess you're kind of thinking. You know, he's coming in as a Jared Hansen replacement, and obviously, given the year that Hansen had, uh, it's going to be difficult to emulate that. So, and you know, just even the wee things that Hansen did as well, and just his. Uh, sort of hockey sense when he when he had the puck and he, he sort of knew what to do with it most of the time as well so you kind of lose all of that and I guess you're kind of saying with him hoping that he'll be as good if not better than Hansen I don't really know what the deal is with Hansen I don't know if we'd offered I assume I would hope that we, we offered him a contract I would think so yeah and he's turned it down in favour of somewhere else um, still yet to be decided where where he's going but mm-hmm. 
uh, definitely a big loss for us. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I just kind of see Lid Thomas sort of stepping into that role and, and filling in. Um, whether it'll be as good or not, I'm not sure. But um, pretty generous mark of of eight there for me. But um, Bierum was just excellent really for me. Um, last season I think he'll continue that as you say another year in the league as well um, so I think he will be I think he'll have another another really good year Yeah uh, no I, I do agree I mean I, I don't think there's MD really that we've not properly touched on there I think I've got Laporte down as a possible fan favourite Yes um, I think he'll, he'll be very good It'll be funny to even just see what some of these guys look like. Uh, you always see the, the arrivals when they're coming in at the airport or whatever, getting their houses like you saw with Colleen and Tansky, but guys that you don't know what they look like. It's always just quite funny to see them. So look forward to that. But I think, yeah, Laporte could be a, a fan favourite and maybe underrated uh, by some until they until they see him play. Um, but, I mean, definitely, yeah, some, some real excitement there. Um, really looking forward to that that first game. Um, the last rating was Fitzy, I guess. What did you What did you given him? Given that I've got the team finishing fourth, I've given him an eight, which again is probably pretty generous. But I just um, well, I think if they do finish fourth, then eight's justified. Yeah, I guess that's that's maybe the thing. But um, you know, obviously the whole situation with with Pete Russell and then uh, Fitz's announcement it was kind of underwhelming but um, he seems to have, have built a decent team there uh, a good core of players kept from last year so um, I guess that helps as well but I think first season in management it's never going to be easy but uh, I think he's got the guys there he's got the team there um, and I think he'll get buy-in from everybody and they all give it 100%. I don't think there's anybody there that you would say um, would be like a sort of Josh Gratton type. Could upset a few players, but... Um, so, you know, if, if you get that sort of buy-in early on and uh, start off well, obviously we've got that run of away games at the start of the year, but... Yeah. Um, if we start well there, then, uh, you know, could could progress from there and hopefully... Uh, have a really good year. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'd gone with a, a seven there, um, which would probably tie in with a, a fifth place finish. I think that'd be really good for him to get that, given it's his first year coaching actually, and potentially that can rise to an eight sort of thing if he does get a a fourth place finish. I think for a first year coach that'd be superb. Um, but we're always optimistic, I suppose it's set me, but uh, with my player ratings. But no, I think lots to look forward to um, in the first first couple of games coming up soon. Um, also thanks to Ali McNair, who'd given us a wee bit of boys' own lyrics in his reply. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned that uh, Fitzy being new to management, they'll be able to get a, a good team spirit going when the, the going gets tough. Um, he's looking forward to seeing how Colleen gets on which I think we all are I think maybe he'll get on a bit better than than you but 
hopefully he gets on better than any other keeper in the league and we'll be in with a chance of winning some stuff. Um, I should clarify that. I think he will be all right. I just think, you know, I just, I, I need to see it really from to believe it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously just given that um, our sort of goalie uh, past as well has not been the best, so I want to see it. Yeah. Um, and the first time you will see it, I think for yourself, will be Challenge Cup Dundee. Um, and I'll be at yep. the, the pre-season games to see to see Pete Russell. So um, well, only a, a couple, couple more a couple more weeks to wait. Um, and and I think the plan will be that we'll we'll get together at some point after that and do a, a bit of a review of what we've seen so far up to that point. Once the season starts for. For real, um, and then we've got a bit of a, a measuring stick to say where everybody else is and where we think the team is. Yep, it's a bit like after the Dundee game, we're going back over these. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be scrubbing them out. That's for sure. After I'm not a year down as well. So. Right. Okay. Good. It's all. It's it'll good. all be on audio recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that was that was a good. A good, uh, good episode. I think hopefully people enjoyed that and give us their views and stuff like that and what they think. Um, but yeah, once we once we get back together, we'll see how it how it all fits together. But um, yeah, I don't think we've got anything else to cover for this episode, do we? Not nothing else to add. Um, but we will be we will be on our break for a bit, um, as you'd mentioned. So probably a few weeks before you hear from us again so yeah but we've given you about two hours worth of content here (laughs) so you wouldn't miss it if you're listening to this then i suppose you i suppose it's too late now but i was going to say (laughs) stop stop it after the first hour and then have the second hour uh save that for the next week yeah you could do that or maybe you'll you'll like it enough that you'll listen to it twice well there's that as well if you you could also go back and listen to to our older podcasts as well. Yeah, and see how different we've actually been been talking about stuff. Probably sounds like two different teams, but <laughs> there we go. Especially mine anyway, but well, um, but optimistic now anyway. Absolutely. Bring it on. Two weeks. Get stuck right in at the Germans and Pete Russell. <laughs> Send them home. Um <laughs> something. I don't know. Just just like the Country Roads. But yeah, so thanks again everybody for turning up and we will catch you again in a couple of weeks and enjoy the start of the season. Hopefully some wins to kick us off. Indeed. Uh, hope we can beat Freiburg and then, and then on to Dundee. Exactly. Let's, let's do it. Here we go. See you next time, folks. Cheerio.